Hey everyone, this is Josh Brown, and you're listening to the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. Hey guys, I'm your host, Josh Brown, and today's topic is what are the tools that you need to get your business started today? Okay, so I'm going to start out by telling those of you that are just tuning in and you need the quick fix, you need the quick information of what those tools are, um, here they are. And then for those of you that want to listen longer, I'm going to unpack these and I think you'll understand why. Um, So if you can, listen through the whole thing. But the four tools that you need that I believe will help you start your business right now is the very first one, a CPA. Many of you don't understand what CPAs do or why they're important, but trust me, this is the very first step that you need to take in order to start your company. They're going to help you with a variety of things from your name to finances, and we'll dive into and unpack this a little bit later. The second tool that you need is a website. The third tool that you need is a social presence, and I would honestly say Instagram and Facebook would come in number three here. Uh, You want to at least have Instagram and Facebook. Twitter is also a great one that's starting to come back into mainstream again. So that's really exciting. And then the fourth tool that you need is a computer with the right setup. I'm going to dive into later what my setup is and why it's right for me. It may not be right for you, but I believe that these four things are what you need to learn and understand and implement in your business if you want to be a successful entrepreneur. So for those of you tuning out now, thanks for listening. For the rest of you, let's unpack this further. And we're going to start with a CPA. Why is it important to start with a CPA? Well, there's a few reasons, and I'll give you uh, the short answer, and then we'll unpack that a little bit. Like I said, the short answer is because you need somebody that you can trust to keep you in the legal parameters of your state. And when I first started Solhar, we were under the name Pixel Designs in Tennessee, and then eventually we moved our company out here to Arizona, and there's different laws in each state, but I kept the same CPA um, who went with me who could do business in each state, and the reason why is because they're going to get to know you and your business. They're going to understand what it is that you're doing every single month, um, especially if you allow them to do your books, which I highly, highly recommend, uh, even starting out, it's just worth it because it's one less thing that you have to worry about organizing, and then you can spend that time working on your business. I think that is tremendous potential for you to offset work that really anybody else can do and then work on what it is that only you can do. So if that's growing your business, creating, uh, writing, managing, whatever that is, you need to focus on your strengths. You might be really good at management. I was very good at finances. I used to cut all my own uh, checks, used to do all my own books, and used to file all my own taxes. I was very good at it. But when I started my company, I realized that was one thing that I could find other people who were really good at it. So that's what I chose to do. Now, the other thing is when you get started with this journey with a CPA, there's certain requirements you have to do. For instance, when I moved my company from Tennessee to Arizona and I changed my name from Pixel Designs to Soulheart, 
you have to apply in the state and then you have to get it published in a local newspaper. My CPA handled all of that for me. I didn't have to worry about figuring out the state laws. I didn't have to worry about figuring out where I could get this published. They handled the whole thing for me and it was so worth it. It just was worth it just for time alone. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that because I think it's an essential tool to getting your business off on the right foot. With that said, be sure to find a CPA that's either like you you know somebody who uses them and they're really good or you have a friend in your network who recommends a certain company and they may have two or three, maybe even four CPAs and you can find somebody in there that you enjoy, you like and you trust. This person is gonna have access to your business and you need to be in a trustworthy mode with this person or their team in order to feel confident that your business is going to stay in the right lane for the state. You, you want to make sure that you have audit protection. If they do any filing of taxes on your behalf, you want to make sure that they're also going to be there in case you get audited because self-starting entrepreneurs or LLC companies will often get red flags, especially if you're really generous and you're giving. Uh, you're, there's going to be some red flags there and the IRS may or may not audit you, but you want to make sure that your CPA is set up to be there and help and protect you. When I first started, I paid $75 to have a CPA outside of Nashville, Tennessee. I found them in Yelp, I believe it was at the time, or Google Reviews or something like that. They uh, called them up, scheduled an appointment. I went in and I asked a ton of questions. Ask all the questions in the world. This person, though, gave me bad advice, and they didn't take ownership. They really didn't want to help and contribute into the business. They were like, well, I can't give you tax or legal advice in that capacity, and I wasn't asking things of that capacity, and this person didn't refer me to anybody else. That's a red flag, and I wish I'd thought about it back then um, because it would have saved me spending another $75 to go back and ask more questions. After I'd done that, I realized I need to find a CPA that is confident. I need to find somebody who will work the system, will try to get me the best deals possible um, by going and understanding the tax code. I think that's really important. And then third, that's somebody that I can relate to and trust. Trust is the key. So start with the CPA before you do anything else in your business and you're always gonna come out ahead. The second thing I mentioned was a website. This is obviously something that is normal. Like we should all know the very first thing is you do before you do anything else is get a website. But not everybody knows where to start. Even people like myself, when I started out, I was going to do web, web design and development, but I didn't know where to start. I had no clue if I should go and just get a Squarespace site, if I should do a Weebly. I mean, I didn't have a ton of content or portfolio. Should I just do a, a you know, in the creative industry, should I do a Dribble account or Behance.net? Or did I need to do a portfolio? Did I need to have a resume? Did I need to go out and build a full-blown website and look like an agency, even though I was just one person? And I had tons and tons of questions, and I didn't really have a place or a person I could go to and ask those questions to. So along your journey of building a website or creating a website, the first thing that I would do is I would decide what it is that you believe people want to see in order to hire your services, buy your product or whatever you're trying to create. 
if those people need to go to a website and see just a single landing page where they can put their information in and contact you, then you may not need a giant presence at this point. If those people want to go in and read what it is that you have to write, then obviously you need to focus on a blog. Most everybody will tell you, focus on a blog, 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 because of SEO. But let me tell you, it is hard to get SEO to start paying off on a website. So I would encourage you to create content and blog, but you're going to find a lot more traction on other platforms than just doing your web platform. So to start with, this website needs to be what what potential customers are going to go to in order to find out more about you as a person or your product, your service, your idea, your thought process. For me as a creative agency, what I was doing was broadcasting the fact that we did web and design. That was it. I didn't need anything else. I had a couple of team members, and so I put their pictures on. We had some little bios, and the homepage was just, here's our web and design. It wasn't splashy. It wasn't fancy, and we used that for probably the first two and a half years. Two and a half years of just two pages on our website and then a little micro blog. That was it. And that's all that we needed because it's more important to get started than it is to get hung up. So when you're thinking about a website, think about all those things. Find someone in your network. You know, that was one of the most beneficial um, things that I learned, which was to utilize your network to ask people questions to figure out what direction you need to head. There was this one time where I had a friend and that friend had been very instrumental in like going going out ahead of me almost and starting this and starting a company and working on really good projects. And so I, I paid for lunch for that friend and I went and I asked her and I was said, Hey, I'm starting my company now. I've helped you do your branding on yours. What are, what's the advice? Like, what do I need to know in order to get started and grow and develop a team? But more importantly, like how have you used your website in your sales process or your technique of marketing or whatever. And I found out from my friend that the biggest key for her in using her website was to put it on a business card and go to a networking meeting and then hand it to somebody. And for me, that just, that really didn't gel and vibe in that kind of mentality. And so I went and I found somebody else who said, well, I, I don't hand out business cards. I go into those networking meetings and I take other people's business cards. I flip them over and I write their information down. I take a couple notes or right after we meet with each other, I'll tell them I'll contact you and I'll give you a little bit more about what I do, what my company does. And so that process was a more hands-on, write some notes during that meeting, and then follow up with email. And in that email, then you can link over to your website and you know maybe showcase a couple things that you've done or what your product is. And I really liked that approach. But it came because I had two different friends on opposite ends of the spectrum that I had spent time and invested time into in that relationship so I can know what questions to ask. And then I made my decision. I liked a more non-traditional creative approach. That's who I am. I like to think different ever since Apple's campaign years ago, the Think Different campaign. And I'm very passionate about that. So I figured out who I was, what I desired, and then I pursued that. 
So I think that's a really important aspect when thinking through your website, not just how it looks, what's on it, but what the purpose of your website's gonna be and then how you're going to deliver that to other people. So think through those things and I think you'll be doing great. The third thing that we talked about um, was Facebook and Instagram or social media in general. Twitter, for some of you, uh, I have all of them um, and I've seen pros and cons on all different levels. LinkedIn's a good professional network to be on, but honestly, the majority of my promotion comes through Facebook and Instagram. And I would say Instagram's probably number one. And the reason why is you can very quickly scale up what it is that you're doing through photos and copy. People love to see great photography or even not so good photography if there's a great story attached to it. These platforms are your opportunity to go in and create something and then tell a story. In fact, a few years ago, I was visiting with one of my clients in Denver, Colorado, and I flew back to Nashville where I lived at the time. And it was in like late November. And while I was there, we had a storm come up. It was a random, very late in the season storm. Usually uh, thunderstorms is what it was. And usually thunderstorms don't happen in November. That's when you might start to see a little bit of snow or even just general rainstorms. And this one was super powerful. And long story short, while I'm in my house, a tornado hits it. Uh, the next day, I found out that the tornado touched down on my fence in my backyard, 10 feet from my back door. Uh, I could hear the churning, you know, that they always say, like, it sounds like a freight train. And I never believed it. I was always like, it doesn't sound like a No, it sounds like not only does it sound like a freight train, it sounds like it's about to barrel down your house. When I was in that, um, I, I was in a bathtub in the middle of my house, and I got a mattress from my son's room. Luckily, the rest of my family was visiting other family in Arizona at the time while I was running around the country on business trips. And so it was just me, but I put that mattress on top of me because my entire house was shaking, and I thought this was it. Like, I'm in a tornado. I knew it was a tornado. And uh, soon everything passes through, kind of calms down. I'm freaking out because because I, I realized I just survived something and my house didn't blow apart and I don't know if there's more coming or what's going on. And I walk outside, insulations flying everywhere. I walk out to the backyard. I see, you know, it's raining a little bit at this point, but it's mostly like calmed down right away, which was kind of weird, a little bit eerie, I gotta say. But fence is blown down and not too long after that, we had local news stations and newspapers come in, and I went out and just told my story. I shared my story with people, and they went, they recorded it, and I posted it on social media. It had nothing in the world to do with my business, but what resulted from that was I had business clients or potential clients reaching out to me, first to find out if I was okay, and then second, to ask me questions about what I was doing. And it was really interesting to me because here was a personal story that had nothing to do with anything, but it involved a very scary situation at the time. But something about that triggered other people to be reminded that I'm around and I'm doing what I'm doing in the creative industry. And they reached out to me to learn more about my services. 
I thought that was fascinating because I, all I cared about was just sharing my story with some of my friends and it led to business and networking opportunities. In fact, I had a nonprofit client at the time that was a ministry related client and they prayed for me. They literally called me and prayed and thanked God for my safety. I thought that was super cool because it really showed how you can develop a level of trust with people that are following you on these platforms, even some of your own clients, in such a way that they're going to feel more connected, more trustworthy of you, and eventually may even lead to more opportunities. So first, we're going to go and we're going to use the tool of the CPA. Second, we're going to go and we're going to use the tool of our website. We're going to make a really good website. We're going to figure out what that purpose is. We're going to spend time, thirdly, on social media because of the influence that it has, the ability that it has to really cut into culture and possibly even help build trust with your clients. And fourth... You need a computer with the right setup. Now, most of you are like, well, I've already got a computer. My setup's there. And that's great. That's a great starting point. But what I'm talking about is a computer with the right setup. And this isn't just specs. Although if you're in a creative industry and you're doing what I do, which is everything from web to design to video to, you know, maybe some different uh, other types of motion graphics, then you need to make sure that your computer has enough RAM, has enough uh, of a video card, uh, video card RAM, has enough uh, storage space. You got all your extra hard drives, all of that. That's great. But if you're in a general industry and you're just starting a business that you believe in or some type of mom and pop shop or a retail business even, you need to make sure that your computer, your personal computer has the right setup for managing your business. What I mean by this is you need to find the right software applications, you need to find the right tools that are gonna help you manage your business and create a highly efficient workflow. Workflow to me is what makes or breaks you. If you have a great workflow, you're gonna get things done quickly and efficiently and it's going to be less distracting from what your purpose and your calling is. If you have a really poor workflow though, you're gonna spend all of your time just trying to find that email, remember something you forgot yesterday, uh, figure out what task is due next, and that's not an efficient way to work. So before you get going and you get started and you start acquiring clients, I think it's super beneficial to go ahead and have your computer set up appropriately. If you're going to be collecting people's emails, you need to have all your automation sequences created, but better yet, you need to have how you personally are going to follow up with people. Are you going to write handwritten notes and letters? Because let me tell you, that goes a long way. In fact, I had a couple of girls that I'd hired to help me in my business out of Nashville last year, some great friends of mine. And at the end of our kind of contract, they wrote me a handwritten note that just simply said, thank you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to work with you. And that went so much further than over here where I got just a general email from another buddy of mine who just said, thanks. I really appreciate the help. 
Now, I'm not dogging him because I know it came from the same heart, but there's something to be said about a handwritten note, even a gift. So if you're working with clients, what is that? What does that follow-up look like? How do you utilize your computer? Maybe you're on an iPad. Maybe you do this from your phone. Your technology setup is highly, highly important if you want to be successful. For me, I've focused a whole lot on making sure that my computer is specced out because I'm in the creative industry, like I said, but I focused a lot more on using tools like Trello and Todoist and my calendar. And in the past, I used Evernote quite a bit and Gmail. Gmail has another little plugin called Boomerang and it allows you to, when you're working late at night, to schedule emails that will fire sometime tomorrow. Um, there's other tools that are out there where you can have a delay on your inbox. Um, I personally live by inbox zero. So every single email that comes in, I turn that thing into a task or I put it in the calendar or I reply and then delete it and I won't have it in my inbox until somebody sends it back to me or not so much delete it, but archive it. And I use these workflows because I truly believe they're going to help me manage my business. Trello is our project management system. It's set up. It comes to my phone, comes over to my computer. I have two computers, a laptop and a desktop. And in both of those settings, no matter where I'm at, if I'm at a Starbucks, if I'm at home, if I'm talking with somebody, if I'm in a meeting, if I'm on my phone on an airplane, I'm able to stay in constant sync and communication with my team, with my clients, be able to check in on my business. And even on the financial side, what my CPA is doing, it syncs with my QuickBooks account, which then I can view on my computer or the app on my phone. All of these things are so important to get ironed out in the beginning. And let me tell you, it's not gonna be that you're gonna go in and create your entire perfect, beautiful, wonderful workflow. I change on a consistent and routine basis, but I will say before you ever start something, always make sure that you have your ducks in a row and then you get started and then you start to refine your tools, you refine your setup, you refine things, but you're not starting them. You've already started them, you've already created them, and now you're going to use the right setup to become a more successful entrepreneur or business person. Hopefully these tips were super encouraging and inspiring to you. I know I kept it generally pretty basic, but over time I want to unpack these even more. And one of the ways that I can do that is if you'll send me an email, josh at soulheart.co. And I'd love to hear more about what's going on in your life, your business. Let me know what questions you have or challenges you're facing. I can't promise you that I know all the answers, but I can promise you that I can always share my journey and some of the practical ways that I've found success on the other side of the door that I was knocking on. So thank you guys so much for giving me your attention. This has been another episode of the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. Mm-hmm.